0: Good morning, Matt. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind everybody to check out AK-47MMA.com, the Bay Area's only brick-and-mortar fight shop. These guys have everything you need to get you set up. We're talking jujitsu belts. They come in the half sizes, boxing gloves, uniforms, shin pads, everything you could think of, jiu-jitsu gear, fight apparel, training gear, accessories. I'm talking all of it to get you set up, to get you right. Hit them up. Go to ak 47 47 mma.com
1: you guys can even get on there and buy yourself
0: a black belt open up a school and proclaim you're a black belt (laughs) it could be just like tim freeman (laughs) um hey also make sure you guys check out uh, cvprint.net big lynn over at creative vision printing will hook you up any of your business needs anything you need to basically run your academy to run your school he's prints up so much cool shit he's got a bunch of big mf uh, faces that he made for Matt's uh, debut wrestling show. He's got a lot of cool shit. Check him out. Go to cvprint.net Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe. All that stuff. Inside BJJ. Download the app. Use the Amazon click-through link. If you're gonna get something on Amazon and you know you are because you are a consumerist son of a bitch, go through Inside BJJ first and use the click-through link. You could also get a premium subscription. Back access to the full catalog. That's every show we ever did for buck ninety nine.
1: And let's not forget, folks, if you're going to use Amazon, you could go to the InsideBJJ.com website, and you could click on the click-through link. And, folks, there's going to be no gimmicks, no tricks, no hidden chargers. Amazon, don't do that junk. This is the way you support our podcast. Amazon has been with us since day one. If you're going to use Amazon, use our click-through link.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Big MF. What's uh What's going on, man? You had a
1: you had a big wrestling match last night. I had a wrestling match last night, Rio Mania for the TWF. I was very well prepared, thanks to my training from Grandmaster Vinny Massaro, Lucha Underground superstar. You catch him on the L Rey Network. The new season premiere is coming up pretty soon. Um, and you know, I did my thing, man. I did my thing. How did it go? Did you win? I'm undefeated, brother. they put me in there against this um indian jabroni indian jabroni bollywood boogeyman and um, i was just you know at the end of the day i'm just too strong you know when when you when you could put up 300 plus when you got 18 inch arms when you got a 23 inch neck when you could deadlift 500 pounds um, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everyone wants to say, "Oh, you know, you, you you you're 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 a little bit weak on um this little chain move you did, right?" Hey, look, it doesn't matter how good my technique was because I am strong and I am stronger than all those wrestlers in TWF. So, you know, you can't defend arm bars. You can't defend. You don't even know the difference between a choke and a fucking front headlock. So when you get in the ring with Big MF. Like the number, one, like the superstars right now, the best. Who's the best in professional wrestling? Brock Lesnar. Who's the best? Who is the best in professional? Ronda Rousey. Who's the best? The people, the game is evolving, and you guys want to stick to your suplexes and to your elbow smashes, but you can't defend a triangle choke. You can't. You can't fucking defend an armbar. You don't even know what the fucking armbar is. So you know what? Good because when i get in the ring with you motherfuckers we both know who would win a fist fight we both know who will win when the shit gets real so keep that in mind motherfuckers i'm stronger than you and i'm better than you and i could beat your asses
0: i like how you can bring in like the fact that you know some jujitsu stuff you know so you're like can you defend an omopl- omoplata no they can't no you
1: can't 90% can't 90% can't take a punch 90% can't
0: take the can't take the UFC shit. Do you know Do you know how many arms should go in on a triangle? I'm, they don't know. I'm, I'm asking all these guys that they don't know. That's pretty cool. Where was it at? Where was the show Sacramento,
1: at? Sacramento, California, the Colonial Theater. Colonial, nice. Vinny Massaro, my uh, grandmaster, my teacher, of professional wrestling, uh, went over. You know, it was tough for me to watch because he beat Shane Lockhart. He's a very good friend of mine who I really have the Utmost respect for uh, Shane is one of the best cheaters. Are we in, in
0: character right now? Or? Shane uh, is
1: one of the best cheaters in the game. Um, when it comes to his cheating, is textbook style. His che- his hey, the technique. There's like a his technique is so people they want to practice their, their 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 chicken wings. They want to practice how to take a practice how to cheat properly because that's what matters ninety percent of the time.
0: Isn't it funny how uh in, in pro wrestling the there's guys that are really prolific cheaters. Like they're really good at cheating. Like their skill and craft that they bring, the artistic measure that they bring to cheating is just as great as, you know, some technical wrestler. Well, beyond my jujitsu, beyond my wrestling and boxing,
1: I really feel like I'm a I, I feel like I'm even a better cheater than yeah. all of those things. I think I
0: think as a you, cheater yeah, I'm really good. I think your ex-wife would agree.
1: Ah, <laughs>
0: that was just a joke. You know what? What? I can't say that she wouldn't. <laughs> hey, I haven't seen that Ric Flair documentary yet, but I see it's out now. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to check it I'll out. I watched it. The sh- is the Iron Sheik one any good? I see that one's out too. I haven't watched that one. It's a couple years old. be good if it's Iron Sheik. Man, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it around my wife because I don't want her to leave me for the Sheik. You know <laughs> what I mean? All that humbling talk will get turned on. She'll humble I will humble him. I want to be humble. I will break his back.
1: I will humble him.
0: <laughs> What's up with him breaking the ultimate back?
1: warrior?
0: Someone breaking your back really is ultimately them humbling What he's you, saying right? is he's going to bone you. What really he's bad saying in
1: the is, is, is he's going to put you in the camel clutch. Oh, I see. Fuck you in the ass. Oh, and break your back. So he's he's he's, he's he, <laughs> <laughs> he he slants that way, huh? And then like, but then they'll say, you know, are you gay? He's like, no. But it's the only way to truly. This is the only this is way. Pure masculinity. Here. It's the only way to truly humble a man. He said he was going to take. How long? When he said he was going to take Hulk Hogan's son.
0: Uh, <laughs> Wait, Nick Hogan? Put him in the camel clutch. The tender Nick Hogan? Fuck his ass and break his back. Is, oh man! When he was just a tender teen, he was going to do that to him. Wow. Uh, yeah, Iron Sheik uh, is pretty. It's pretty captivating when somebody says they're going to humble Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's a pretty hard guy to humble, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I I texted Sue because I haven't heard back from him though. So, okay, I don't know what'll happen. All right, if well, it he, does,
1: he, nobody breaks. You know, he's a great next break, to breakdown next fight to um guy. Robin Black. Pretty
0: good. Get a lot of compliment. He he's gets a good. lot of a lot of positive, he's pretty good feedback. Been yeah. a lot. He's probably
1: been in a thousand fights himself. A thousand, probably. I've been in probably about. You add up all the Stockton fights, all the gang fights, all the prison fights. What about the gangland war
0: affairs? Lots of all that stuff.
1: He's been yeah. in a lot of battles. Um, did we real talk- soldier? Great music, by the way. Check out Super Cousin's music on YouTube. uh Superco's music. Did
0: we? You will not disappoint. Did we talk about? Um, or have you thought about like Conor Khabib in Russia? How big of a fight that would be? It's kind of scary. I think it's going to be giant. I man. would if I was Conor. Why not do it in Ireland? Um, I think he gets more money in Russia. Maybe. Jesus. Just because the, the Russia, oh, oh, look weirdos, here's weirdos, the diff. Weirdos. Ireland is really small. It's a small population. well. Yeah. Russia's fucking huge, man.
2: Russia number one. That'd be awesome, man. I what mean, if Trump? Went I think to the there's a,
0: he.
1: I think if he goes to Russia, Kobe got a lot of heat in Brazil. I think in Russia he's got a he he he, he needs a lot of security.
0: You think so? Yeah, I don't know. Are the Russians that? Are they? Yes. W-
1: but, but here's the thing: Who's the most deadliest Hold on, Though,
0: but is Khabib traditional Russian or is he like the Muslim Russian? Which? How crazy are you if you're a Muslim Russian? Right, but I don't think oh, I didn't say that. Never mind. I want you to edit that out. Uh-
1: edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> edit it out. I didn't. I didn't say it to. I did not say that to him, <laughs> Freeman.
0: Right now, a professor at UC Berkeley's uh, trying to trying to ruin your life for that. No, I don't know, man. Um. I think I'm not sure because I'm not an expert, so people don't get mad. But I think um, that there could be some social differences, some internal conflict in Russia between uh, folks like Khabib and then you, you think know traditional Russians. Just me, yeah. I think Putin is
2: probably. I don't think he fucks around with the
0: Muslim stuff too much. I don't big know. fan of Muslims. I'm I just I think it would be a huge fight. It'd be awesome. The thing about Colby, I read that they they moved, and I want to ask him this later. They moved the 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 Colby RDA fight out of Brazil. They moved it into to Chicago, I think. Wow, well, like Chicago's any safer, <laughs> right? That's not like I thought smart of a move, right?
1: Is that is that the one Punk's going to fight on?
0: Um, yes, it is. Well, that's where he's from. Uh, CM, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so he's well, well, they moved. I, they didn't move the whole card. I think they just moved Colby's fight. Punk should come out to his WWE music. Yeah, that'd nah, be nah, cool. Nah, nah, nah. He's just embraced. Embrace I think. Embrace it. I think you're going to see like an actual, um, a, a, uh, I don't know what the right word, but you're going to see like a journeyman serviceable fight out of Punk. Now. It's a fair fight. I don't think the other fight was a fair fight. No, I think Mickey Gall was way further when along. Way over his head. I don't think you're going to see like Punk come out and do some flashy, crazy, like, like Steven Wonderboy Thompson knockout shit, but I think you're going to see him do some smart things and fight a decent fight. He he probably get the W, but he might not. But I think he will be competitive.
1: Yeah, I, I like I, don't, I like Punk man. I just you know I, there's a lot of Punk hate, but I mean you got you got to go watch watch his documentary and how he became WWE. I did. It's I awesome. I mean that's it. He's a sh- he's the guy that did everything his way. Literally, he did it all his way. He did it, he did it all the ways you said you can't. People said you can't do it this way. St- they started their own. F- they started their own backyard wrestling. They taught themselves, and you know that's very controversial in in, in pro wrestling. They hate the backyard wrestlers. Do you hate um, them? No. I don't, are, now that no. now that you're a
0: pro wrestler, what's your stance?
1: I don't hate anybody. You're an undefeated pro wrestler right now. That's true. I don't hate anybody. I mean, I I, I at the end of the day, you're doing what you love. You know, you're entertaining people, whether it's in a backyard, whether it's at WrestleMania wherever it's at, man. Yeah. Like, don't fucking hate people. Yeah, I feel you. We got Super
0: cousin lined up here. The one and only. Hello. Shake, 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 shake it, shake it. What's up, Rob?
3: What's going on with it, Cal?
0: How you doing? Uh, welcome to the Inside BJJ podcast uh podcast once again. I
3: love the podcast.
0: You, you know how Matt and I are always extremely prepared. We've been prepared our whole life for everything. Every... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So hey, uh, we we knew that you uh, we knew that you watch the fights, and we get a lot of great feedback every time we have you on. So uh, I wanted to see if you could break down some of the fights for us, man. How do you feel about that?
3: Oh, of course, of course, be my pleasure. I watched the fights twice last night. Tell you the truth, my shadow missed the fight, so he came late, so we rewatched it.
0: Oh, nice, nice. So let's uh, let's yeah. jump into it then, man. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to skip the Miller uh, Hooker fight unless you you feel like it was a good fight. Um, no,
3: nah, that right there, just it, it was a good fight for Hooker. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim was really slipping on that one though. Uh, it was perfectly timed. That's the only thing I say about that. The man timed that knee so perfect that Jim had his guards up, but as soon as he peaked, that knee was right there. As soon as yeah. he peaked.
0: What, what uh, break down this uh, the uh, the next card on the uh, on the on the fight is Sterling and, and Brett Johns the Funk Master against the Pikey. What what what's up with uh, what was up with this man? I haven't heard of Sterling man. He's 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 ranked number eight right now in the uh twenty five yes, pound division.
3: Man, he's 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 doing pretty good. He only took that one loss. He, he got caught with that knee. Uh, was the fight before last? But uh, last night he looked really good. He looked really good, man. Uh, he chose he chose his timing. Real good and uh took he cut, took cuts to the mat and kept him in place. That's pretty much how the fight went. Oh, the, the, it, uh, yeah, 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 It wasn't a whole lot of real it's a lot of exchanges going on. He he pretty much controlled the fight by by uh stayed rash put his wrestling game to him.
0: I mean, so, like, when I watch a fight, I think if if, if I'm in the fight and I know that that's going to win me the fight, just taking somebody down and staying on them and controlling, I'm going to do right. that to win the fight. But from that's, a, then
3: that's what he did.
0: From a fan standpoint, it's not that fun of a fight to watch, though, right? When somebody's just kind of, mm. like, getting by, you
3: mm. know? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really not. For the average fan, it probably wouldn't have been too good to watch. But, you know, a, a grappler would have enjoyed uh, uh, the positions that he used, though, because because dude wasn't a chunk. Uh, what was his name? Did he uh,
0: uh Brett Johns is the pikey, in uh, Aljamain Sterling uh, is. Right. No.
3: Yeah. No. Name? No. I know the Sterling. I couldn't remember the other guy's name. Brett, yeah. Uh, Brett Johns. He, yeah. He's not no chunk. No. He he knew his business, but um, Sterling just was you know that degree that that that, that, that extra level. You know that extra level of training. There whether to be it was some... wrestling or...
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean there seems to be too like a, a lot less knockouts at the at the lighter weights, right? These guys are they just not punch hard enough. Is that all it is really? Like they, they hit hard but not that hard.
3: Well, that's a that's a piece of it. Uh uh always, you know, uh with the bigger sizes come usually the bigger knockouts. Uh uh last night was the first heavyweight fight I can remember in a while going the distance like that, other than the championship match. Uh what? I don't know, I don't really know if that's the reasoning or the quickness of the movements too. You got to remember that that these guys is moving so fast that to us it don't look like it. But that little split second you moved your head to the left or the right makes a big difference when you absorb the contact. Yeah. So they're so fast in their movements that a lot of times it's harder for them to get caught with that flesh punch, that flesh kick, like the other people do. Yeah, Body shots yeah, but head shots not so much.
0: Yeah, it's funny if you watch if you watch a heavyweight fight first and then uh-huh. I, they usually put the lighter guys on first and then you watch the lighter guys, the lighter guys look like they're they're fast forwarded. It looks like you're watching it right. in fast forward motion. They move so damn fast, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but they're little. So it doesn't count cuz they're little.
3: <laughs> no, no, because I I done seen too many little dudes knock big dudes out, so I I can't I can't say that that's like impossible for them. But right now, as where the sports at, what I'm saying is that they're so good at what they do, especially in the UFC, that those those quick movements. They're not getting. They're not landing flush like like in the heavyweights or so say the light heavyweights. You know, these dudes they get a little more tired. They slow down. So them punches and kicks, they're landing flush. And a flush punch ain't nothing like landed on a roll punch. Yeah. Like I said, that that millimeter you move your head to the left when that punch was coming, is could be the difference from keeping you conscious.
0: That's called rolling with a punch. Matt, do you think you could take Demetrius Johnson in a fight? He's little. Yeah, I could take him. He could, you think he could hit you? you? Think he could hurt you? Nah. You think? I think you could take him. If
1: I if I, if I worked on if I got in the gym and got my bench up to about four hundred. Yeah. Got my curls up to about one hundred and eighty pounds. You think your cardio's better than his? No, but I wouldn't need cardio. You take EPO <laughs> drugs? I would just, I would just fuck it up. Net, net him. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would, I would get on the EPO if I fought him.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I would get on everything. <laughs> Hey, uh, the the next fight going actually, the house. Uh, <laughs> I was going to the house. <laughs> are you yelling at your dogs, man? <laughs>
3: oh, no, I'm telling my kids oh. going to the house. Somebody around the corner just was shooting. Stockton, man. Yeah, he's Stockton,
0: baby. He's Stockton. <laughs> hey, uh, we we, s- <laughs> we see we see David Branch go up against Tiago Santos, and I think this is a pretty oh. compelling match, right? Branch is a tough son of a bitch, dude. He's really let tough.
3: Let me tell. Let me. I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna put it out there for Branch. Don't stand in front of branch. Anybody standing in front of branch subject to go night night. Yeah, he's, that boy uh... only hit the guy one time. I'm telling you guys now, through the whole fight, Cuz was was basically just looking for that one punch, and when he landed it, it was it was terrible. He crumpled Cuz like it was a Chuck Liddell, uh, uh right. Oh, real wow. shit. Wow. Yeah, he, he 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 timed it out, and when he caught him. Like, it was it was so in the brief of the moment, like, you really had to go watch it on uh, on the replay to really see how flush it landed.
0: You know, Branch, <laughs> it, Branch said that his last loss to Luke Rockhold, that he's glad he lost that fight. I mean, this is what he said. Well, he learned a lot.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, he said he's glad he lost yeah. that fight. He's a better fighter because he lost the fight. I mean, I guess you have to say that, right? What else are you going to say? But uh,
1: True, dude, but it showed. Tough,
0: yeah, he, he, he's a very, it, very good fighter.
3: He gave a plug to his boxing coach uh, uh, as soon as he uh, got the mic, in which you can see that he he really did work that. Because Tiago was was winning the fight. Not that it lasted no whole long time. But he he was setting the pace. He was moving. It was doing good. But that boy timed that one punch, and it came over that shoulder and clipped that boy, and he melted like a, a, a stick of butter in the microwave. Yeah, I'm talking about instantly. It was I think, over.
1: I think what he really needs to do to take his boxing up to the next level is he needs to get with coach um, Edmund Everdeen.
0: <laughs> Traverdeen. <laughs> you know what? He uh how great of a villain would he be in the in the WWE? Oh, beautiful. Now? He'd be a great if he, he came out as Ronda's, as, manager. As Ronda's <laughs> manager, it'd be fucking amazing, right? Traverdeen just right. come out and like say he's the manager of Ronda and all this shit, it'd be awesome. He should sure. <laughs> he could do it, right? It'd be fucking great. Yeah,
3: man. he I mean shit. It, it'd be a hell of a promotional point. You he he ain't get, like he gets
1: that. so much heat. He had fighters throwing kicks at him.
0: <laughs> man. Yeah, he did. Hey, uh, dude, Justin Willis, big pretty, went up against the vanilla gorilla, Chase Sherman. I've seen the vanilla gorilla before. Pretty decent fighter, but uh Justin Willis, I mean, he doesn't look like a uh a real super fit, you know, heavyweight. But, no, but God, let me tell man, you this: What you talking about, looks, Willis? He looks like Kamala's son. What you talking about, Kamala? Willis?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he looks like fucking Kamala's kid, dude. Kamala had groupies. Kamala Junior, man. Kamala had groupies.
3: <laughs> well, little Kamala went in there and put in a lot of work yesterday. <laughs> um, he's not—he's not what you would call a true heavyweight. But I was really looking at it, how he's built, right? I don't even know he—he's a lot. You know, there's a lot of extras that he could get rid of. I still don't know if he'd make light heavyweights. Wow. He's only 5'11", but he's hella broad-shouldered. He's, like, you could see in his line, he's a big dude. There's big dudes in his family.
1: He's got a D.C. build. I'm
3: not sure. Right, right. So, you know, maybe he could, but the way he moves, I just think he needs to tighten up his cardio, lose a little bit, and tighten up. He's good in the heavyweights, bro. The man's hands... Or dynamic to be as young a fighter as he is. To be honest, the guy moves pretty good. He's got a solid chin because uh, Dude tested his chin last night.
0: Yeah, Sherman's got some power too. He, I mean, Sherman is uh, man. He's uh, two hundred fifty pounds. He's a big cat. Like if somebody two hundred fifty pounds hits you, even if they're not a technical right. puncher, it's gonna fucking hurt.
3: Right. Well, see, he had the knockout in round one uh, on on what the gorilla do. On the, uh, I forgot the What's your name again? Chase Sherman. Sherman. Yeah, he uh he got knocked. He got knocked the fuck out. But the ref was one of them refs that was slow to his game. And by the time he uh, come and got in uh involved, uh dude, it woke up from blows. Though I, I counted twice. <laughs> he got. Pun- I counted it twice. He, he got went pun- to sleep he- twice and woke
0: up. He got punched awake. <laughs>
3: He got punch awake. He got punch sleep. Punch awake. Punch sleep. Punch awake. All in in a ten second interval. And uh, but to his credit, he got his fucking wig back under him, pretty goddamn good. And by the end of the round, it even got back up to his feet. Damn. Like I'm telling you, the fight was over, man. It, it, the the ref could have stopped it, but he didn't. And dude got his helmet back under him, and he made it a fight. Not. Not one that you would have ever argued that he had any part of winning, but he still went the distance with somebody, uh, honestly, that was better than him. There ain't no way I could even say it. I, if you match them two dudes up again, I can't see it not being the same outcome.
0: Do Do you think that Willis? Uh, I mean, with the heavyweight division, you think he could be competitive with the top guys in the division? Yes. Who's 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 at the top of the heavyweight division right now? You got uh, like. Uh, Siopik, right? Um, who else is at the top of the division? Brock Lesnar. Lesnar? He's not back yet. Coming back. Yeah, but he's not at the top. He already is. He's doesn't number matter. one contender? Just like in WWE. Is he the number one contender? Just like right? in
1: WWE. He doesn't have to do the Royal Rumble to get a title shot.
0: He, just he comes right, right in. in. Is he really playing it smarter than the rest? Yeah, he, he really is, right? He's just going back yep. and forth making bank. Money fight. They all want to fight Brock. He's playing the Hulk Hogan card. What? Like, every time the UFC starts to drag a little bit, he comes back. You see what I'm saying? Like,
3: hey. Big money. And, and let's be honest, man. Bach is a warrior in his own nature that in the end, when he looks back at his life, he wants to be able to say, man, I did a lot of shit. Kind of like myself. Uh, I, You know, you don't want to look back at your life and say you didn't do shit. You want to be able to look back at your life and say, hey, whether he became a champ or any of that other shit again, he at least came. He fought. He did his business. You know, he wasn't just a wrestler. He wasn't just a guy that won scripted matches, you know. He got in there. He did it all. And then the fact that he keeps coming back, they're giving giving him a legacy, a UFC legacy, even though he only fought how many times in the UFC?
1: I think for him, it's not how many times he fought. It's who the fuck he fought, you know. Yeah, Randy that Gintour, too. That fucking too. Cain Velasquez, um, heat here. That too. Um, you know, Mir, the, 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 the best in the world yeah. he fought. I mean, right? No, true. I won't take nothing from the Mir. To me, to me, the Mark Hunt fight was his most impressive fight.
0: You think so? Yeah.
1: He went three rounds, took the shots, didn't go down, stayed moving on his feet, stuck to the game plan, didn't fold when he got hit, didn't curl up. Uh, you know, I think Brock Lester is a legitimate.
3: This threat. is a big MF shot it's Super Cubs right now, so everybody knows, because that motherfucker took my money on that fight.
1: Motherfucker, <laughs> listen, listen.
0: Yeah. he's a legitimate threat to beat
1: yes, anybody. I'll take your ass in
3: the
0: house. Let's uh, let's jump. Let's jump back into the next one though. We got uh, we got Frankie Edgar Cub Swanson. You know, great fight, uh, man, awesome fight. Ed, Edgar's one of those guys who he's just hes all, I feel like he's always going to be competitive No matter who he's fighting He's always going to have a chance uh, He's always going to be out there And Cub Swanson is a really good fighter He just never has seemed to be able to get To like that elite, elite level You know what I'm saying? He gets right at the doorstep of it It seems like uh but man, what a well, great fight. I,
3: I, I give him he I give him the elite because he's you know, top five is elite to me and he's been in that top five division. He just can't he can't get over the mountain. It's like when they give him them title shots or that number one contender shot is where he, he fold up and I I I mean, I don't know. I put my money on Frankie last night, so I was glad to see him win. But Cub put up a lot better fight this time than he did the other one to me. Uh, as far as he he damaged Frankie you know, on, on a couple of blows. He even stood him up once. I mean, Frankie just got a hell of a chin.
1: Where does Frankie go from here? I mean, can he win a world title? Yes.
3: that He, he, he got caught by, by uh, what's his name, Ortega. Don't get me wrong. It, you know, it was a, a, a solid win for Ortega, but... That, like, he never fought, dude. I, I kind of think he kind of caught, got caught slipping. He thought this was a youngster that everybody else was having a problem with, but he was going to be the answer, like he's always been to most people. But uh, I honestly think he underestimated that youngster. I don't think he thought old boy could do him like that.
2: How old
1: is Frank? That's
0: just how I he, see He's had a lot of wars, man. I,
2: I, yeah, he has. I think he really has.
0: I think what happens with the with the lighter weight classes is it's so speed dependent and and these guys maybe don't realize when they lose it like you if you lose a tiny bit of your speed at that level, then like you say that's the difference between rolling with a punch and getting hit flush uh-huh. with a punch
4: and You're you don't, right. and as
0: You're an right. athlete, you don't really know when that that slip happens it just happens. Like you don't, yeah, rec, you, you don't, gotta
3: kind of rely on your squad to tell you that, and you, that you love them enough to listen.
0: And most of your squad, you know, like when you're at the top, is
3: on your, is jacking your nuts. That's that's when you're like yeah, him.
0: They're all getting paid, right? So what are they gonna do? Say you're right. stripping? Like no, man. That's the tricky part for these guys. They don't know, you know. But look, Cub Swanson, you're right, man. He's top five fighter, hell of a fighter. But can Ortega, or I'm sorry, can Edgar win the belt? Again? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because if Ortega gets that belt, I think Ortega's going to be really hard to beat, man. He's got a lot of skills and he's improving.
3: <laughs> True enough,
0: and, and uh, he's young. Uh, Ortega
3: young. and uh, Maxwell, though, that's going to be a beast of a fight that's right there. Because a- you can best believe that Max is not going to play him soft after he's seen how he did Frankie Ecker
0: No, and Max has got. Max is out. not
3: going to play him, and he's he, he trained for individuals really well. I love I love that about him. Yeah. Uh, the the best thing that ever happened to him was he took that loss against McGregor. Because since then he's he he was already a great fighter, but he took that loss to heart, and he really studies before his fights now. He comes in with a game plan. He went more to the Demetrius Johnson uh, ways than than uh, anything else. He studies before the fight, and that's one of the things that make Mighty Mouse so great. Him and his 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 team really put together a plan for you they don't come in there with nothing but chess matches for you when you come into the cage with them you better be ready to play it's not just a fight
0: yeah i i I do agree with you and i also do agree that holloway the best thing that ever happened for holloway was that mcgregor fight and if you go back and look holloway is like one dude who really yeah i mean he hung in there the whole yeah the whole fight yeah man with a broke ass nose at that and I don't know if – or I think Ortega has a lot of raw power and a lot of raw okay. skill. Obviously, Ortega's jujitsu jitsu skills are, are very, very good. Uh, but Holloway's stand-up, I think, is, is better. I think it's more refined. I think it's more technical. Not to say that Ortega's not on his way or that Ortega doesn't have good stand-up, but Holloway's stand-up is very, very – it's sophisticated. It's not like new stand up, man. This guy's been doing this for a while. He's very good at it. And he's gonna come in with a smart game plan. Ortega does take damage. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, he gets right. put in some in trouble. He's had a lot of fights where it's like right. dude, he might get finished. But at the same time, it's pretty awesome that to, to to have that kind of experience of knowing you could be down in a fight like Ortega's been and still pull it out and come back and get
3: And still it. pull it out. Yeah, no, that's not that's not something everybody can do. That's very true.
0: That's that's uh, gonna be a hell it, of a
3: fight. Oh, it, it, right! It's gonna make one hell of a fight. There ain't no way around that. I can't wait to see it. So uh, it's gonna be the best fight we've seen in a long time.
0: I, I think you're right. I think you're right. So the the fight,
3: I really think that was gonna be a hell of
0: a fight. The, uh, the the main card fight was number five Edson Barboza against Kevin Lee. And the last time we saw Barboza, he was going up against uh, who? He had a big loss to um. Uh, Khabib, right? Khabib just took him right, down. Khabib and beat him, ragged all them. Uh, and
3: Khabib, uh, Khabib, what do you call it? Khabib, uh, uh take two of them kicks that that nobody else was able to kick. Uh, that that was the amazing part of that whole fight.
0: Yeah, he did. You're right. Because people said if Barboza, you know, put something on him, <laughs> can he withstand it? He did. But Ke- Kevin Lee. <laughs> Uh, he's pretty fucking impressive, man. I know a lot of people don't like him. He might not be as uh fan-friendly as the UFC would like him to be, but, dude, how do you deny Kevin Lee's greatness, man? He's really fucking good. No,
3: hey, let me tell you after watching him last night, the boys, he's, he's improving and leaps and bounds, too. He believes in himself. He's going to be a problem for people. He's going to be a problem, man, because... Yeah. Did you guys see the replay of the
0: kick he got in the head last night? Oh yeah, it was. Oh no, it was. A, it was outstanding, man. It's crazy.
3: Oh my God, he had him doing the Young James Brown stinky legs, <laughs> and, and and he went pressed forward uh, in amazement to, to a takedown.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, fascinating, man. And and you know, Ferguson, Ferguson beat Kevin Lee, submitted Kevin Lee. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. That's just, styles make fights. Yeah. Totally make fights, man. Hey, uh hey cuz, we got to jump off, man. We got to get it, get a hold of Colby Covington. He's uh he's on the on the line here to uh chat with us, man. But thank you for breaking down the fights. It's always a pleasure to talk What's with you. So? How can our listeners uh, uh, catch up with you online, man?
3: Oh, uh, well, you know, the best thing I tell everybody is Google Supercus. Google Supercus is fine. You got a lot of ways to get a hold of them. Mary Jane Moonshine. Google that. You find me that way, too. That's the best way. Google is my best friend
0: right now. (laughs) Excellent. Hey, good talking to you, man. We'll catch up again soon. You too. You
3: guys have a good one.
0: All right. You too. Bye. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Colby Covington on the Inside BJJ Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Framar.
2: You've been coming to all the services. You've been enjoying. I love the fabulous preaching and the uh-huh. singing and the worship. But at the yes. end of a service, they pass something around. It's a plate. And you motherfuckers ain't put a goddamn motherfucking thing inside that motherfucking plate!
4: For shame.
2: I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put my sanctified shoe up your motherfucking asshole, motherfucker! we got something called One Ninety Nine for $1.99 you can subscribe and listen to all the shows you coming every week you listening to everything but you ain't putting nothing in motherfucker you want your life to be blessed yes, yes. all you got to do is subscribe to the podcast for $1.99 and the load will change your motherfucking life, motherfucker. You know what the fuck I'm trying to tell you? Preach it. Preach it.
0: Go to www.insidebjj.com premium to give us your gift of support. So Colby Covington can't uh, make it right now. He's. He's gambling. He's playing poker. He's playing a poker game. He's gambling with RDA's money.
1: Um, but he said he might get knocked out early. Yeah. So. so now it's like, I really like, I'm a big fan of Colby. I think he's a great heel. I love all the promos he's cutting. I love all the shit he's doing. I think he's really smart. I think he's working everybody. Um, but now I'm rooting against him. I'm, I'm
0: hoping he crashes <laughs> so he can do the <laughs> So interview. he can come on the show, yeah. Hey, did, this is like totally off topic, but I, I was reading this article this morning about this guy who was from New York City. <laughs> Uh, and he went to work one day, he had a wife and kids and he went to work one day and never came home and was just disappeared. Like nobody could find this guy back in like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, completely off the map, dude. And then like 15 years later, or so he showed up in San Diego. Like they, someone found him, a family member found wow. him in San Diego. He's under a different name, different career, everything different. He's saying that he had amnesia. And he didn't realize who he was. And he has no idea how he got to San Diego. He was living in a homeless shelter for a while. And then he, like, went to school, became a teacher, kind of rebuilt a new life. And his wife back in New York, she ain't having it. She's like, she's basically said, fuck your amnesia. (laughs) I need to see some medical records proving you have amnesia, bitch. Like, I think you just left the family, and you're saying you had amnesia. Now you want to come back. Yeah. Why would he want to come back, though? Well, I guess he came back, and then when he realized who he was, he wanted to get back on his pension that his wife was getting that was his because he was (laughs) declared dead, and he took it back. So he got the pension back. Yeah. Yeah, she's a little perturbed at him, but she said whatever. Wow, interesting. That's fucking crazy. A different name and everything? Everything. He went back to New York, bumped into people New that he used York. to know, and they're like, oh, you're so-and-so. And he's like, oh, I don't know, am I? Here's the thing, man. New York's a, there's a lot of fucking people in New York. It is kind of odd to go back to New York and you just so happen to bump into somebody that you knew from New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless you were kind of hoping they would find you so they could start connecting dots for With you. social media. Yeah. That's a great alibi, though, if you just want to disappear, right? I had amnesia. I don't know what happened. I forgot who I was. I just kept driving, and I— What a great story. Right? Ended up nowhere. Hasn't that thought ever been fascinating to you, though? Just, like, disappear and reinvent yourself as someone else? Just reinvent—you don't don't have to disappear. Well, the disappear part works if you want to get, like, insurance money. Right. (laughs) Wow. Oftentimes we— He was declared dead? He was declared—well, yeah, his wife—I don't— the article doesn't say if he had life insurance but yeah he she had him legally declared dead cuz they How couldn't find that? him. No the wife had it done. Oh, she had been missing for so many years. They couldn't find him. So they legally declared he was dead and then it turns out. Did he get another wife? No, he didn't. He didn't have a uh, apparently it doesn't say. Well, you know it doesn't say. Smart man. Yeah. So I'm not sure actually. So man, I went shopping Jesus, crazy. I went shopping with my son yesterday and uh Dude, I'm. I feel like the entire world has changed out from under my feet. Uh, it was a world that I used to be connected with that I'm totally not connected with anymore. So we go to this store. What it, store? It's called Fresh Society. Oh god! Never been to this store before. In this, get popular or something? It's like uh, it's a, it's um, I yeah, apparently it's popular. And I'm going to go there. It's kind of like hip hop style clothes, I would say. But I'm an old white guy. This is what I'm going to do. I'm an old Jew. I'm going to go there with Noah Uh
1: and I'm going to have him pick all my clothes out. That's
0: what I told him. I said, dude, if I bring like twelve hundred dollars, will you buy me a whole new wardrobe here and just throw everything else away? He's like, he's like, I could do it, dad. You'd be fitted. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably better off bringing
1: a girl because they know fashion better than guys.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think right. would have you set up better. Yeah, probably. Probably. So we so we go and uh There's a whole world out there, dude, that we don't even know totally about. Totally out of touch with, bro. Music we don't know about. This is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yes, Sh- t-shirts, posters, artwork, social shows, media shit. YouTube social media shit shows. I know. That our kids are into. Like, um, there's, you just, I'm, I'm finding new shit out and I don't, a lot of the music, I, I just don't, don't know. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. I know. Cause Am you're old? old, dude. Is that really what it that's is? That's it, what it is. Okay. If that's what it is, why do I, why then can I go back and listen to the Beatles? That was way before my time. I'm like, I like this. I go back and listen to Elvis.
0: I like this. Oh yeah, yeah. I go back and listen to a lot. I, I know, but, but it's then the I same listen way. To this and I'm like, you could always go backwards, but it's hard to go forward. So the same way our kids can go back and listen to Metallica and go, I like that. Guns N' Roses, I like that. Uh, fucking whoever, Snoop Dogg, I like that. Right? The Beatles, the beat. My kids listen to the Beach Boys. I like that. But going forward, but
1: it's there really are some hard.
0: things that you and I will look back at and say that was lame.
1: Yeah, we, we know, liked it. Yeah, it was lame. I think ninety yeah. percent of the of today.
0: They'll look back at it and think, oh, my God, I can't believe it. A I lot of it that. is going to be thought of as lame. So this <laughs> store, <laughs> okay. so this store, Fresh Society, right? You go into it, and half the shit in this store, the items are in these plastic garment covers, like clear. You could see it. You could see the shirt or the pants, but it's it's, it's protected. It's consignment. It's cash only. It's basically people buy these clothes, and then the value goes up. And they take them to this store in the mall and they sell them for more than what they bought them for. And these kids are going there and they're like, I want that shirt because it's like a limit. You know, people collect geese like I want my show your roll gee and blah, 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 that kind of. And you can only buy it on this date. Your name has to be on a list and you got to be the first 100. That's how they're selling clothes, dude. It's insane, man. Huh. So my kid goes wow, there and he's like, oh, idea. yeah, I've been wanting that sweater. It's like 160 bucks for a shirt, dude. And there's only so many of them that come out. There's only so many of them that come out. And I told him, I straight up told him, I said, dude, if it's your money, because he, he was spending his own money, I wouldn't do it. That you gave him. <laughs> no, this is money he got oh. for, from for his birthday. But I told him, like, I think it's fucking dumb. I wouldn't pay that much money for a shirt, but it's your money. And if you earned it or you got it. You can spend it. That's fine, but it's on you. Don't come complaining to me like if you made a bad decision. But if you're asking me to buy it, like I'm not spending more than 50 bucks. Like I'm sorry, dude. It's just not going to happen. You know, I'm just, I can't, I can't morally do it, dude. I can't pay $200 for a sweatshirt that has a monkey on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just can't fucking do it, man. Yeah. Wow. But I felt, and my brother in law manual was with me. You know, manual. You know, Manuel's like a real nice, super gentleman guy, you know, and we're just talked a lot about how out of touch we are with the world, man. It's so different, dude. It's changed. Drastically changed. It's really different. It's evident every time. And every
1: fucking time, my daughter gets in the car, she takes over the music, Ah, immediately. Bossy about it? Fucking immediately. And she plays shit, and I'm like, this is all... I gotta say, there's one... There's one artist that, for whatever reason, I I I kind of like. Have you ever heard of this guy? Logic. I like Logic. Logic. I I kind of like him.
0: A little peep. Oh, I've heard a little peep, but I, I don't I don't like have anything that rings a bell. I don't either. I just when she when she plays his music, I'm not like I'm not pissed. The my son's really to Logic. I'm going to another Logic concert. Mountain. Yeah, no, really, I'm going to a concert Friday. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I went. The, do so. I, when, have you taken Gracie to a concert to watch a, yeah. a group? We saw Green Day. Okay, but that's like your generation, yeah. though. But I mean a group that's her, her crowd. I'm, not, I'm about to. So what you're going to find out, is like when I took Noah to see Logic in San Francisco a couple years ago, it's kind of before he really blew up. I was by far the oldest guy in the crowd. <laughs> I was older than everybody. <laughs> everybody, man. I was like, way, and then I actually saw a jujitsu guy from Stockton that used to train with Miguel. And he, his name is Ian. And I'm like, Ian, what's up? Like a crowded concert, dude. I just bumped into Ian. Well, at least you didn't get kick anyone's ass there. Yeah, I mean, I'm t- I would do I was literally pushing kids around. I told you this, right? Kids, right? They're like, you know, 15, 16. You know when you're that age, most 15, 16, 17-year-olds, they don't have full man developed. Like, There's some that are like, fuck, I wouldn't mess with him. Like, he'd probably fight back. But most of them, I just grabbed, because it was so tight. It was nuts to butts, dude. Like, if you are a sexual predator, you have a great time at a concert. I would imagine. I don't know. I kept my hands in my pocket the whole time. <laughs> no, but I would just um, uh, I would just grab kids and just literally shove them to the down. side. Yeah.
1: You know, what I've developed is what I call a kid punch.
0: Oh, you're good at it. You so know. you put, explain the kid punch because so I've seen punch you do this. Is
1: this is, is the kids a real asshole and he's puffing up on you and and, and
0: stepping up like he's some sort of an adult. You know? Tell me though, the, I want you to tell this. What do you consider a kid puffing up or stepping up? He's talking shit at a level that if he
1: wasn't a kid, he might get his ass. He might bite. get
0: popped, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's when, Me I, too. The punch. when
1: I feel like, okay, you want to you wanna talk bad? You Okay. So then I'm going to show you what happens when you talk bad. I'm
0: trying to be in the man realm. Yeah. In the man yes. realm. Okay. Trying to be
1: in the man realm. This is what happens when you get in the man realm. So there's a punch you could throw. The kid's got parents. You don't want the kid, you know, so you throw the punch with just amount of force that he won't cry, but he felt the pain. Nice. nice, Just right. Just That's right hard. on the button.
0: Are you punching with a closed fist or an open fist? Closed fist right in the face. In the face. Right in the face. T- what part of the face? Cheek. Cheek? Cheek. Jaw punch? Just cracking up. Yep. Just Boom. Crack- Boop. You don't. We'll do a full wind up though. No. Huh? It's like a. Boop. It's like a Bruce Lee two inch Boop. punch. And they have a
1: real look of shock on their boom. face. You just crack them. If they say something else, I do I do. I usually do two. I follow up with another one. Then. Boom, boom. Because usually they'll be like same side.
0: doom, doom, Or you go left, right.
1: Left, right, and then I'll usually say I'll end it with and don't talk shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've witnessed you uh, kid punch before. It's it's impressive. I've done a lot of kid punches. I tried to follow your kid punch. once <laughs> I fucking got ratted <laughs> out, dude. <laughs> you remember that? It's hard enough. You gotta do it just right.
1: Where they know you didn't you put a little a tiny bit of force into it. <laughs> they felt it and they don't want to get it again.
0: You know what I did though? Is I did a kid punch and I pussed out at the last minute and I hit him in the shoulder <laughs> and I didn't get him hard enough. And so I followed up with a hair pull. Oh no. And the hair pull got me you gotta in trouble. Go right to the face. He ratted on me. He immediately started bawling when I pulled his hair. <laughs> And then his mom approached me. And, Did you pull his hair? You should have said no. No, I didn't. It wasn't a jujitsu student. <laughs> that would be funny, though, That's I was pulling their hair. You got to put him in line, man. You got to. You got to You got to tell him what's out of up. line. Yeah. Punches come into the face. Well, here's the thing that I think... And it's good for him. For for boys especially, here's why. Because this is how it is with men. You know, uh, men know this. If If I get in your business too much and I cross too many lines... We're not just going to have words. We're going to fucking have a physical altercation, and somebody could get hurt really or bad. Or shot. Or yeah. shot. I think with, with the ladies, you know, they cross boundaries a little more with each other, but it's just, it's just shit talk. It's just talking and shit talking and social media bullshit and I'm going to unfriend you and this and that and the other. But with men and the testosterone and the muscles and the macho and the ego. Testosterone is key. You fucking cross some lines, dude, and we're coming to blows. Like we're going to fight, man, and somebody could get hurt real bad. And so men give each other a little bit more distance, a little bit more space. I'm not going to get in your face. I'm not going to get in your world. Like, you know how girls kind of get in each other's business a lot, you know, and yeah. guys don't. And guys are like, well, what do you fucking care about that shit for? Guys don't do it because if I get in your business too much, man, we're going to fight. We're going to have a physical confrontation. And that's the part I think that, you know, when you're raising boys or or you're around kids or, or, or younger, younger boys, teenagers are starting to grow up. Like, they have to learn that lesson, man. You got to fucking stay out of people's business or you're going to have to fight. And That's okay as long as you want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly.
1: But you, you find out you don't.
0: You don't want to fight. Most boys don't want to fight. Wait,
1: someone said 90% of the world, 90% of the men in the world are bitches.
0: I think that's true.
1: Ninety. No, the song was 90% of the motherfuckers is all bitches. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a lyric from a Supacuzz song yeah. written I,
0: by Talos. <laughs> nice. I, I think that's an accurate statement, man. Guys just don't want to admit they can't fight, man. They just don't want to admit it. Everyone wants to be tough, and it's not about being tough, dude. It's about knowledge and science. Yeah. It really is at the end of the day, man. It's about knowledge, dude. I don't know, man, but you got to be tough. you got to be tough to implement it. You do. And you could be really tough and not have that knowledge and science and still be really tough, but most of the time, though, guys that think they're really tough are not really tough. Being really tough is moving forward all the time. That's being tough. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just like Rocky
1: said, not how hard you get hit, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you can
0: get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Okay, look at a guy like Oki Mike. More tough than technical. Technical? You Real through... tough. Real tough, on your, though. On your ass quick. On your In ass. In a street
1: fight, before you realize it. Decisive. Street, he's decisive, he's on you. That's the key. He's, he's on, on you. He's on you quick. You know how you, you, most people don't really want to fight. They're talking shit. They don't they want don't, to fight. They're trying to puff up, and somebody backs down and gets broken up. But when you're in that mode, are going to fight? Bam! Most, He's on you. A lot of a lot of people, I think. But even him, he learned a lesson. He did, right? He learned, last time I saw that man, he
0: was humbled. Yeah, he, he, cause, he took a knife. Because shit can happen. He took man. a fucking That's knife. It, I know. Fuck, dude. Almost killed him, man. Almost yeah, killed he, him. That's a guy that got in a lot of fights, man. But I'm just saying, this is a guy... Who pulled somebody out of a truck over an incident seven years previous to seven that. Seven years later. And the guy was like, you're still mad about that? Hell yeah, I am. And he pulled him out of the truck and whooped his, a- <laughs> whooped his <laughs> ass for it. I'm just saying, a lot of guys, I think, they want to save face, so they're macho, macho, macho. But in the back of their head, they're thinking, I hope he backs down. I hope he backs down. I hope he backs down. That's right? what I'm thinking.
1: When I was balancing... <laughs> I
0: thought that every time, yeah,
1: every time I'm thinking, "Fuck, I hope this guy backs down."
0: Do you think it's easy to avoid a fight though? Like, if we're out at a bar and somebody puffs up, isn't it easy? Like, unless you're drinking, you could just go yeah, like, probably, "Hey, buddy, I'll tell you why it's cool, man."
1: When I when I was bouncing one time, I was really hurt. my neck was really hurt, and I and, and I had no power in my left hand, and my left and my left hand was numb. And this big big ass motherfucker came in, and I knew when he walked to the door, he was nothing but trouble. Just had that look. Nothing but in my trouble. Someone was, was going to get hit. Big motherfucker. I'm standing outside. There's a girl outside talking to me, and he comes out, and he gets right in her face, and she asked him to take a step back, and he says, what? Oh, brother. What? And I, and I stood up, and he's yeah. like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I went, and I was like, fuck. So I, go, I, I go, bro, I'm not going to do anything. I go, you're the biggest guy in this bar. Yeah. Everyone here is afraid of you. And he stopped, and he smiled, and he goes, I like you. And he walked back inside the bar. Nice. He, he just anybody else. Yeah.
0: Some guys just want to
1: hear that. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. I didn't want I didn't have a left arm. It was completely numb, and it wasn't working, and I couldn't raise it, like, more than three inches.
0: How do you feel about that? Because I feel like I'm, I'm a little more wired this way. If somebody confronts me directly, I'm more likely to go, like, man, that's cool. I'm not looking for trouble. Yeah, because I almost want to pick my spot. But, if someone's
1: kind of get aggressive on me, I almost want to avoid the aggression, think about what's going on, and then make an attack.
0: But I feel—okay, yeah, I, I agree. But I feel more compelled to stand up for other people. Like, if I see somebody yeah, punking an old like, guy or punking some— Yeah. I feel yeah. more likely to go, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. I, I saw this uh, picking my kids up from school. I, I was taking them to lunch, and— some like dude, some Mexican dude in a truck, got all mad at some old man and was like screaming and yelling at him from his truck. I, and the old man was like oblivious to what the fuck was going on. And I like I circled over there. I thought I was going to step in, but I didn't.
1: Last time I stepped in, it's something like these kids were stealing from a store. Uh huh. They were running, and so we were chasing them. I, and I, it just made me livid. I don't know why I got so mad. Who were you mad at? The kids. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, and so I chased the motherfucker. Did you
0: catch anyone? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Somebody ever seemed like to beat the fuck out of them. It's hard to catch kids. They're fast as fuck. Dude. I know. And it's just like, and then some people were like, he's probably, well, some, some of the store goes, he's probably hungry. Oh, brother. He probably, I would have bought him something to eat. Oh, like, yeah, sure you would Number one, we were in a discount store. <laughs> it was, the shit there was cheap. 99 cents, motherfucker. Fuck. Yeah. He wasn't hungry. They were there too. Was fucking. it Curry's grocery yeah. store? They yeah. were there to steal. Yeah. They were there to steal. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I got he was like, and I said, look, old man. The guy, well, was there, I go, look, old man. <laughs> I, said, I did that kid a favor. Hopefully I scared the shit out of him because he's stealing in a store today. Tomorrow it's going to be your fucking car. Yeah. You know, uh, we have this. The, the best thing that happens when you're a kid is you get caught stealing. If you're going to do some stealing, you get caught and get in a lot of trouble. It scares the fuck out of you. When you don't get caught, you keep doing it. You get bigger. You get big, braver, 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 more and so more So like, more.
0: I, I stole one thing as a kid But it was like one of these things where I took something, and I didn't know whose it was, but I knew it wasn't mine. (laughs) It was left over on a field trip on a bus. Somebody left over. That's not even stealing. Remember when— That's not stealing. I came up on it. Basically, I came up on a leather pouch. And it had a camera in it. And I took the camera, and I gave the camera to the teacher and said, somebody left a camera, but I kept the pouch. Yeah. And then the next week in school, the teacher's like, hey, was that camera in a leather pouch? I was like, yeah, well, we need it back. Okay. And I just gave it back. I accidentally took it. I I never liked stealing, man. I felt like stealing is real fucked up. I'm not saying I wouldn't steal if I had to feed my family. When I was a
1: teenager, I went on a run where I was stealing a lot. Did you? You stole? I I didn't know that. Yeah, I was stealing a lot. What were
0: you ganking, dude?
1: I was ganking like parkas and football jackets. Well, you did steal. Yeah, but you stole that from a, a
0: person. You stole I'm the... saying I was stealing. What yeah, do you mean? I, I you mean always like, steal from uh, Well, from I meant a stealing from a store, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking of a little bit different. But, I, yeah, I guess it's the same, though. I never stole from a store because I'd always
1: get money from my grandma, from my mom. Yeah. Somebody would give me money, and I could go buy it. You stole
0: it. that kid's parka, and I wore it in front of him, man. I was like, what, bitch? I wore it out to your school in front of the kid you stole it from. And I said, no, this is mine. I, 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 I was That's really... fucked up, man. <laughs> That's fucked
1: up, dude. Everyone was stealing back then. We were a great... Every, if you had... If you had anything, any kind of parka, yeah. starter jacket... Parkas were hot. You had to be tough
0: because someone was going to take it from you. Well, the classic starter jackets that are popular again now, they were popular, and then the parkas came out, and then the classic ones faded off. And the parkas were like 300 bucks, dude. They got expensive. You know, someone... They were, those were gangster jackets too, man. Pretty much,
1: right? Someone um took mine. You know what I did? T- took someone else's? Oh, I did. T- but you know what I did to that guy? Huh. I got because.
0: W- w- which one got stolen? Your 49er one? I can't remember
1: which one it was. It was a yeah. jacket. Someone took it, and he was wearing it. I knew it was mine. He was saying it wasn't. What'd you do? I got supercuz. Who stole it? This kid at the school. I was another nice. kid. Supercuz came. Did he get it? Oh,
0: yeah. He, shit his, he shit his pants. <laughs> I bet he did. He shit his pants. <laughs> you were pretty tough. Even the teachers you, the, were you're, scared. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of men scared of Supacuz.
1: I know I could have did it myself, but I wanted everyone in the school to know <laughs> that if it got really hairy, I could bring supercuz. Right. Right. Yeah. I know what you mean you were pretty feared, though. I I got I beat, that, I beat that kid up before before that even happened, but I knew he wasn't afraid. Even though I beat him up, he wasn't that afraid of me. Some kids will do shit, anyway. and he wouldn't. And, yeah, and so I wanted to strike fear in his heart, and I wanted everyone else to know. Like there were some kids that were a little bit badder than me. Yeah, I wanted them to know that if if push came to shove, I could bring in some muscle.
0: You know, we did steal that video game, though. Remember when we stole the cartridge and we. Took the board out.
1: No, that's what yeah, that's back in the day 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 yeah. when you we were renting Nintendo games. You could basically the, the early Nintendo games had these screws you could undo. If you had the, the right the little, little tool. Out. Yeah Then they upgraded to so where you had to have a special tool to do it. We didn't have the special tool Your to do, stepdad uh, had it. You're right. We
0: stole it from. We stole the special tool
1: ones. So you would rent the games. You take, take the, the chip out. The out. Chip, put in the other game. Put in the game that you want to put your put Mario Brothers back in the one. We put Everybody, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. We stole
0: Ring King and put Duck Hunt in there. Oh, that's fine. And we flipped. I mean, the, then we told them something was wrong with we it. We flipped, flipped it the board around backwards so it wouldn't work. When no matter what you did, it would just flash the blue and black screen. <laughs> and we're like, this doesn't work. It's pretty creative. It is pretty creative. I mean, we were a great contradiction. We were going to church 52 times a week, you know, but we're also running around East Stockton at two in the morning. You know what I mean? It's funny you brought that up. I saw an old picture that I posted on Twitter. um, Oh, yeah. The old old church church
1: photos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's it's weird because um, I think that that whole life prepared me for a lot of shit. The
0: cult, living in a cult? Yeah. Living in a church cult? Yeah. It I was prepared
1: me for a lot of shit. Because everything is very similar. Pro wrestling is very similar. Jiu-jitsu, very oh, similar. jiu very similar. All this similar. shit is very similar. People don't like each other. People have grudges. There's power struggles. There's little bitches. There's jealousy. Yeah. And you figure out just how to navigate right through it.
0: Do you, I mean, I think I think sometimes my dad gets a little hurt when I refer to the church as a cult. Yeah. I don't think it's a super destructive cult. I mean, my dad's not a destructive, terrible person or anything, but come on, man. It's pretty culty, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to be there your whole fucking almost every day of the week, practically. Yeah. You got to abide by a bunch of dress standards, a bunch of behavior standards. You got to get permission to do a bunch of things. You can't just come and go as you please you, you're not supposed to take different jobs you're not supposed to buy a car without permission or talking to you can't go on vacation without checking in first it's like Just do a courtesy let people know a courtesy it's oh, a buster, or for courtesy, buster. i think you're going out of town i remember when i was getting the uh you're going out of town an awful lot for these uh jiu-jitsu things you've been getting involved in lately
1: <laughs> you know it's funny though like okay you need to you need to um, get permission or Check in with your pastors, right? Yeah. Before, or you're out of order. You're, right. You're sitting in like 90. How many of these guys, these prominent figures, were fucking doing all kinds of shit?
0: Well, some, some there was a percentage that were doing bad shit. And then there's another percentage who hadn't worked in the last 40 years and didn't even know what it was like to have a job anymore, right? You got that, too. And then there was another percentage who were basically, they were rock stars, man. They flew around to different conferences every month. They had their own Cadillacs with giant emblems. Some of these guys had their own planes. Now, they weren't giant planes, and they flew them themselves. They They had their pilot's licenses. But the church still bought them planes, and they said they needed it for the work of God so they could fly to the meetings. So this is how it works. You fly to a meeting. You get there. Someone from the you local nice church special seat yeah, They pick you up They pick feed you, up. you They put you in a nice place and They treat you great. well They give you an offering You get up and speak It's like Okay I'm gonna tell you this It's like, it's your, like your little rock it's star It's like
1: pro wrestling You're gonna do a pro wrestling school Yeah And you're beginning You're a grunt You're gonna break the ring down You're gonna do all kinds of extra work You're Maybe the Maybe the guy that's teaching the wrestling Might be in a bad mood He's gonna yeah. bust you up a little bit He's gonna yell at you And take shit out on you And then An, an other guy From a, a prominent guy Is gonna come And you're gonna pick that guy up From the airport And you're gonna you're going to drive him around. You're going to buy him all of his shit that he yeah. wants. And, and it's right. the same shit. Every same thing. You're a paddle on All around the
0: world. It's the same. Yeah. But don't you feel like, I kind of feel like all the hours that we spent listening to people speak, that it was beneficial for me yeah. to learn totally. how to talk in front of a group of people. Yeah, what yeah. works, what doesn't work. How to hook a crowd. How to work yeah, a crowd. Like a wrestling match. Right? The
1: psychology I, I realized of it. I'm pretty good at wrestling. It's like, I'm not a great, I mean, I'm not for my, for only my third match. Like I got, I think I got wrestling psychology down as good mm-hmm. as, is as, as, as a lot of people. Yeah. And I learned it in church. Absolutely. Right. You have the beginning, you have a
0: middle, you have an end, you have a story. You How have to hook thing, into what's going look. on to you and not be like totally out there on your own. Yeah. It's, it's tricky, right? It's a lot of unspoken, weird feedback you have to be able to pick you up on. You learn how that. to read a room. Yeah. Go to a big meeting, and these people don't like these people,
1: and these people don't like these people. And right. Pick up on that right away, and you don't say this thing in front of that person. You don't say this thing in front of the other person over there. Same way in jujitsu, and you just learn how to, you know, keep your nose to yourself. Yeah. Pick and choose most of your
0: battles. Right. And do your own thing. I think you're right, man. I think you're right. Uh, So, dude, I got uh, Proving Grounds 4 coming up in two weeks, man. It's right around the corner. May 5th, brud. May 5th. I'm going to turn 40 years old, and I'm going to uh, compete, man, all in the same week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good for being 40. I'm a little scared and intimidated. My body's hurting way fucking more than it ever has in my whole entire life. Yeah, I feel you on that one. <laughs> I think it's just the toll of, like, doing jiu-jitsu. I started jiu-jitsu when I was 27, 26, 27 and it's just, dude, it's a beating on your body after a while, man. It's hard on your body. Very yeah. hard, dude. Yeah. And, you know, like, you start getting better. You start training with better people, and people are fucking trying to kill you, man. You train a lot. train a lot. I think you train too much. I to probably do. I'm going to take a break after this. Match. I think you'd come in stronger if you didn't train as much. You, you're probably right. But I have this fear that everyone's going to say I'm a little bitch. And <laughs> I just, I just you're you know, not. I know, but it's like. In the back of my head, man, I just think, like, everyone thinks I'm a bitch. Everyone thinks I'm a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a
1: bitch. Well, don't yeah, bitch. I I, do, I have lived by a code of no matter what happens, don't be a bitch. Yeah. I, yeah, true. I, so that's where I'm I coming that. from most of the like, time. Like, I'm not – maybe I don't win. Maybe I lose. Maybe I'm not the best, but motherfucker, I'm not going to be a bitch. I'm going to keep coming. And I kind of teach yeah. my kids that. Yeah. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. If you could, If you could hold your own – Stand your ground and not be a bitch. Yeah, that's the best you could ask. It for. is, man. Anything extra is great. Yeah, maybe you could be a world champion. Maybe you can't. But that's everyone's yeah.
0: not Conor McGregor, right? You're absolutely right, man. But you want to be able to be respected, hold your own, Stay be in a room of
1: killers, be respected. Yeah. yeah, hold your own. Don't be a
0: bitch. It's hard, man. That's the code. There's a lot of killers out there. A lot of killers. It's hard not to be a bitch when David Mitchell hasn't showered in a week and he wants to roll with you and he's just like angry gnarly I've been texting him every once in a while I'm keeping in touch with we him we gotta get him on the show I am. he's uh,
1: doing something crazy he's building he has a giant property
0: sounds uh, and, out
1: there well okay maybe but he's got a giant property he's got a generator he's getting all these things set up to where he'll be 100% self-sufficient off the grid if he
0: wants to be Right. Which is kind of cool, but like what is he going to do with it? I don't know. I
1: mean, I mean, you got you got free energy, you got water, all you need is food. You already own the property. Where's the stress in life anymore?
0: Oh, I'm sure he'll find something. He'll <laughs> be like, "I don't know why I did this." No, <laughs> uh no, I, mean, uh, that, no, I that, like David. Yeah, I miss man, David,
1: man. I mean, we had a lot of good times. I tonight, miss him man. a lot. Yeah, he's a cool guy. David's my David's David's
0: family. To David me. is actually um a really nice person, I think. I think I don't think he's are, a bad dude. person. Once you
1: get, a lot of people are. A lot of people that other people think are
0: assholes. They're broken. You just have to realize they're like broken. Phil. Phil is a really dude, when you Phil really
1: Some people don't I like, like Phil. Phil. Do. I like Phil. You
0: know, when you really get past certain things, yeah, he's actually a really good dude. I think, though, what you got to realize, too, is like you and I were raised in a group of cult, like we talked about, that was like you had to love everybody be nice to everybody. True. So we overlook a lot of behavioral things that other people cannot overlook. I think the key is to do that. Like, you know, let's say you're in
1: a management position, and some managers don't overlook shit. They nail everyone And I think the key to being a good manager is actually overlooking a lot of things. got to let something
4: slide, man. Let things
1: slide. I think you're right. Because... You can't correct everyone, and you can't always get someone better. Yeah. Maybe he's a little sloppy here, but you know what? What's the replacement going to be? Right.
0: Yeah, it's probably that's, worse. That's wisdom. I've been at a weird point in my life where I'm trying to reconnect with people a little bit. Like, um, I've been trying to reconnect with my dad. I've been trying to reconnect with some old friends. Just, Just a little bit, man. I feel like I've lost touch with some things, man. Well, you're a little bit Hermity. A little bit? I'm like a
1: serious hermit. Like, this dude. is the difference between me and you. When I get a fight, I want everyone to come and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's invited. Right. I don't care. The more, the better. Let's drink. Let's watch the fights. You're like, ah, oh, this guy's going to. I, I don't want a few people here. Don't tell anybody i got the fights. I want you to come to the people. That's it. I yeah. want no one else here. I know, dude. I know. I don't know why. I'm, why
0: upset. am I like that, dude? I don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm like that, man. I would rather spend.
4: One on one with somebody would
0: rather watch a fight by yourself, probably. A lot of times, or with somebody. Like I like watching fights with you. I like watching with Chalk, with with Rich, like with people that watch the fights and know what's up. I don't like watching shit with people who don't know what's up or they want to fucking talk and be funny the whole fight. I hate it, dude. Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't seem to mind it. I almost get I get a kick out of it. I want to hear. Like, I I don't know. I feel you though, man. I'm just different. Just it's not bad. It's just different. Yeah, I could use a little more openness in my life, though. It, Very like there was close a time, and
1: there was a time, and it, it, you know, when I was married and things were good and we were getting along and we were doing our thing, and it was fight night, and there would be standing room only in the Freeman house. Yeah. Standing room only. Yeah, you were on a run for a while, dude. That's when I was uh, hydroponicking certain things. <laughs> a little hydro thing going underneath my
0: house. Nice. Um. What's, uh, what's coming up next for you, man? I'm sorry, folks. We didn't get Colby Covington. This shit happens sometimes. Yeah, he's, uh, he's promised, though, to reschedule. Reschedule. He said, reschedule, he would. you know. Uh, he's good for it. Colby's a good dude.
1: Colby's a good guy. I love what he's doing. I think he's, I think he's very smart. And um, I love his promos. I love his work.
0: Do you have any more wrestling things coming up soon? Yeah, we got shit coming up. We got a show. Um, I'm, I'm
1: probably going to do this one. It was kind of 50-50 because uh, some things went on with my daughter um in um uh Modesto mm-hmm. Eagles at the Eagles uh Hall what day um that is that's actually a benefit show um, May and May or April um this this month I believe Let me um just give me a second here let me get on the old I got no reception in here TWF uh let's see I think it's in 2 weeks um it's a benefit show um, nice there was a uh, there was a kid who um had a heart attack, man? Had a fucking oh, heart. Oh Jesus! A, a little kid, and um, he was a big fan of the show, of our shows. He don't would go to them, you know. And so this is a
0: benefit um to him. That's nice. So um, yeah. and also you could use him as an example for your kids, like don't eat a bunch of candy. See what happened? No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's terrible. It's got to be a, like a genetic thing when you have a heart attack at that age, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's really, fu- it's really horrible. I mean, so you got that going on. That's um, um yeah,
1: yeah, hold on, yeah.
0: I'm feeling really. That's okay. Uh, in the meantime, you guys could check out the um, Proving Grounds Four. It's coming up on May 5th. Myself and Richard Franchise Flores are going to be on that card. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to take a little time off after this matchup, I think. I'm not done competing. Like, I want to keep competing, man. I know I'm not the greatest competitor in the world, uh, but, you know, I'm trying to run it out there and represent for all the guys that are my age that are not the special athletes that are basically dads and regular dudes. Uh, I'm trying to hold it together for them, man. I'm trying to inspire them. I'm trying to be the example for those guys. Okay, check this out. I got it right here. It's, It's Aftermath. It's coming April
1: 28th, 2018 Eagles Hall, 126 Camillo way, Modesto, California doors open at six S- um, show starts at seven. Um, and it's going to be a benefit show um, for one of our fans who um, nice. Uh, and then May 19th, I will be on this one for sure. Probably tag teaming with Phil, the New York bad Um, the showdown boys and girls club five, 545 West Alameda Street, Manteca, California, um, doors open at 6.30 showtime, $7.10 tickets. Um, all the club members to the Boys and Girls Club, it will be $5. So I will I will pull no punches um, on these kids. Um, I don't care. You know, If a kid gets out of line, I have no problem throwing the kid punch. Nice,
0: nice. Make sure you check out Matt on Twitter, BigMF209. Um, And we got a little, like a five little quick segment to do. Fuck, I forgot. Okay, I'm going to set you up and let you do it. All right. All right, because I got to step out for a minute. All right. right, You got that. uh, Give me your phone. I'll hook it in. Are you going to do my phone? Yeah. Yes, I am, Matt. I'm going to do your phone. I I totally buffed that one. Sorry, bud.
1: The number's already in there.
0: Then when you're done, all you got to do is press that square button right there. Okay. All right.
4: Hey, I was going into a lake bar. It's going to be kind of loud. I can always go outside. That's how I just touch your base with you to Matthew see when you guys Matthew were ready. Matthew
1: Granahan. You always got to be ready to perform because right now you're live and you're on the air, brother.
4: Live and on the air. Live My and on God, the air. you guys, you guys we don't go, play around.
1: I don't fuck around. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in foreplay. I go right after it.
4: You don't do the pre-interview, uh, as I know. None thing of that is-
1: shit. Go in, no foreplay, and raw dog it.
4: Nice, raw dogging it. I, I, I love it. Though. That's. Uh, that's my style, but I I know some of the shows, like Mr. Colin Crandall. I, I love being on his show, the MMA Power Hour. He likes to do those yeah, in depth pre interviews. It's
1: a it's a decent show, but I think at the end of the day, this is the premier number one show in the in the, in the whole. Oh, world. I
4: love it. I love Inside BJJ, and uh, and I got to ask you guys before I, we get started. How is how is uh my brother, my twin brother from across the Long Island Sound, you know, the New York um, badass, doing, you know, or or as or as Bonner called him in our stand-up set last weekend, the Upstate New York badass.
1: You know, um, uh, he's in New York right now, and um, yeah, I, I, I unfortunately, I, I, I condolences goes out to Phil and his family. I, I received a message from him today; his his mother has is, is, is passed away. So,
4: um. Did she pass? Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. I knew she was, I knew she was, Ill. Um, and I, you know, I, and that's totally, and I talked to him yesterday. Yeah. I, it's just a brief conversation.
1: Morning, yeah, this morning he, he messaged me and looking to come back as soon as he can after the, after the funeral. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's a part of life. We got to go through these things and we lose people and, and nobody lives forever, but, um, it, it doesn't make any better what happens to you.
4: Absolutely. My condolences go to the Baroni's family. I know his family as well. I know my sister frequents uh, their restaurant up there in New York as well. And I've known the Baroni's for a long time. And, and it's so ironic because my family's Baroni too, uh, and, uh, but we're not related. <laughs> same, but spelled the same way, my um one side of my family, and it's funny cause my aunt is uh, Cecilia baroni and she's actually lives in uh, St. Mary's Georgia, where I'm going to do this this clinic next weekend says s i c s clinic next weekend so it's my condolences go out to Phil I didn't know that yesterday when I called him
1: I think it happened late last night. he texted me early in the morning,
4: yeah, that's terrible look well, you know it was great that he made it up there i know uh I know his wife, well, has, or his now ex-wife, well, Angela, as well, and she was up there, so she had a, a lot of support, and uh, it's a horrible disease, you know, the, the Alzheimer's and dementia. So my grandmother went yeah, through that. Yeah, you know,
1: I don't know if this is an Italian thing or not, but all of my, I, I come from an Italian family, too, you know, I'm mixed, but my my Italian yeah. side, every one of them got Alzheimer's.
2: Every yeah, my grandmother fucking, had it, too. Yeah, Every
1: fucking one of them. <laughs> Me personally, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, I mean, I don't think, I almost don't think it's the worst thing in the world. You know, man, because there's a lot of shit I like to forget, anyways.
4: Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of. I've even made some stand-up jokes about it. You know, you get to meet new people every day. But did you ever?
1: Did you ever hear? <laughs> uh, speaking of Alzheimer's, um, did you ever hear what happened with um, John yet in, in the resting home?
4: Oh, it's so funny, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, yeah, he was in the he was in the rest home and he yeah. killed the guy.
1: Yeah, he had Alzheimer's. The <laughs> other guy had Alzheimer's and um they got into some sort of fucking argument and um <laughs> and um Vern Gagne hip tossed him, <laughs> broke the guy's hip and he ended he up killing him. Broke dying. his hip
4: and ended up killing him, yeah. You know, Vern Gagne, man, two time national champion from the University of uh, Minnesota. He was he was a bad dude and of course AWA world champion. Oh, yeah, he held,
1: his, you can think about this. All those guys that were in the AWA, they all feared Vern Gagne. Yeah,
4: they did. Did you ever hear the Hogan story, though? The Hogan Gagne story uh, was an interesting one. Of course, Vern was up in years, but um, Hogan wa- and Vern were getting to a- it on the locker room, busting on each other, and Vern tried to double leg the Hulkster, who was like 320 at the time, and Hogan just locked him in that same uh, hole he applied on Richard Belzer and, and put old Vern right to sleep on the locker room floor. Well, yeah. And about uh, 300... Greg you was standing right there. But a 320-pound Hulk Hogan in, in that day, there's no shame in having him put you to sleep.
1: No, and, you know, if that had been 10 years ago, I think he probably would have had a 10 years before, you might have had a different, um, a different outcome.
4: Yeah, right? exactly, man. Father time... You know, it's I love, I love the, the
1: the you know the, the Ric Flair story where he quit Vern's um, school and Vern ran after him and found him and slapped him in the face and made him go back. <laughs> yeah,
4: that was so, awesome. Was... He <laughs> said, you quit, you quit high college football. You dropped out of college. You're not quitting this.'"
1: You know, some people would say that would be extreme today, but fuck, he saved Ric Flair's life. Be, there
4: wouldn't have been a Ric Flair, right?
1: No nature boy. He'd probably uh, be dead by now of, of drinking and depression and s- suicide or whatever. Yeah. But, but like, that slapped the face, drove him back to the fucking class, and if that doesn't happen, there's no Ric Flair. Who knows what happens to the professional wrestling world.
4: Oh, yeah. It's funny because Paulson does that to his fighters before uh, they go in the cage. It's an old thing Antonio Inoki did with the cheetah with leota Machita too slap them across paintbrush him slap them across the face I had a fighter I was cornering um, Jason Lawrence one time he was big on that he he says he goes do that to me do that to him. he said paintbrush me so I paintbrushed him uh, before he uh, went into the cage uh, and, and hit him pretty hard and, and he he liked it it got him fired up
1: I always like to slap myself in the face like repeatedly if I was gonna fight like I w- I'd want to hit myself all over my face. Yeah, and, and wake you get, yourself get whole, up, man. Get all that
4: shit numb. Hell yeah, get yourself in the mood, man. Wake yourself up. You know, oh, man, um I
1: had a wrestling. Did match. you
4: see any of the crazy stuff with um going on with uh Bonner in the last week, the last couple of days? My man, Stefan Bonner. You know, that's a wild man right there. He was wild as hell, but he was down here. We, we were together last weekend, and I thought we had a great time together. We did stand-up. We played uh, beer pong, dominated on the beer pong, and that used to be my game a quarter century ago in college, and I still didn't miss a beat. Me and Bonner won like six games in a row, when he was putting Jack Daniels in his cups. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we closed the men's club, the strip club, Bonner ended up staying. He, he went on a little bender, and he was partying in uh, Charlotte, in the Queen City, after I left for a few days. So, we had a great time. But Joey Wright, who was, a, who was a friend of mine, or I thought was a friend of mine, um, he uh, played in the NHL for a number of years, played professional hockey for 14 years. He was a legendary hockey brawler from the Detroit Red Wings, and, He's known as the king of Charlotte, cause he's uh, he used to own a few bars in Charlotte, and he he's tight with all the, the strip clubs and sports bars up there. And, and him and um him and Bonner put together this thing on the ice. We're gonna have uh, coming up. It looks like it's gonna be May thirteenth. We're gonna have a pro wrestling, a tag team match. Me and Jeff Lewis Neal. Um, the radio host in the rise guy show. That's actually been here on inside BJJ with me, uh, two time, uh, state champion in wrestling here. And, and a pro wrestler, uh, who's, who draws big through his morning show. He's going to be my tag team partner. We're going to take on Bonner. And, uh, I call him the ice queen himself, the figure skating fudge packer. Uh, now that he's crossed me, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Wright. They are talking about a hockey
1: uh, player, right? I mean,
4: uh, yeah, he's a hockey player. He's a, he's a legend on the ice. As far as a brawler, he's a big dude. You know, he's like six four, two fifty. He, but you know, he's don't a hockey don't player.
1: wear the singlet. Cause he's going to grab it, like he, he's going to grab it and pull it up and hit you in the face.
4: Well, he's going, to try, yeah, he's going to try and pull the singlet over. But then I agreed. He he didn't want to get in the squared circle. But uh, this thing he put together is really cool. There's going to be a hockey rink and a pro wrestling. And I agreed that afterwards that I would do a, a brawl with him on the ice on skates. Wow. And so we're that? going to have a hockey brawl. Um, well, it's, it looks like it's going to be May 13th. Can because you- Bonner's going to be back here. May 12th, where he's hosting at the men's club in Charlotte. He's hosting the UFC party. Can you uh, live skate? UFC.
1: Can you even skate?
4: I used to skate in a Woods Pond in Norwalk, Connecticut when I was like 12, 13, 14 years old. I don't think i probably, I haven't been on a pair of skates since I was 14 or 15 years old. Wow. Well, so I don't think I'm going to be able to even keep myself
1: up gonna, on the skates. He's, he's going to beat your ass.
4: I don't beat my ass on, this, on the course. That I, I, if I can stay up to keep my feet up, uh, I, I doubt I'm going to be able to. I'm going to have to do some practice. There's a there's actually a, uh, you an ice rink here. you got to
1: get a punching bag hanging over an ice rink, get on skates, and work it.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to do some, do some work on the land ice. Maybe
1: one shot, one punch, knock him out.
4: I was thinking about taking him down. You know, on the ice. God, that'd and be then,
1: hard, though. God damn it. A sh- sh- do a double or a takedown on skates? I
4: don't think I could take... I was
1: thinking... Maybe, Are you going to be on skates? A, yeah, I have to be on on ice skates on this I thing. I think you got to use your wrestling tie-ups.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking... I was thinking that. You know, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, what if I drop down to a knee? You know, there's no rule I can't drop down to a knee and, and started just tying up with them and... and maybe hit like a outside single. But how do you do any of that stuff when you get those skates are really sharp?
1: I don't know. I, you wouldn't, know, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I'd say fuck you.
4: <laughs> well, Bonner got me. He talked me into it. He talked yeah, me into well, it that, yesterday. That,
1: was, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so what's going yeah, on? You got, like, you, got some, you got some other stuff coming. You got some wrestling clinics coming up, right?
4: Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because we, we, I think the first time I was on your show, I talked about the rest, our wrestling clinics, SICS system that I developed years ago with Kamal Chalarous and we worked with John Shattuck and Old Boxer for, for the striking aspect of it. We're featured in, in UFC Magazine back in 2011, and we uh, certified Phil Baroni as a coach as well. And we're, we're obviously bringing it to the fold. Big names since then, like Dan the B Severn and uh, Mark Coleman now as well as Pat Millich has his own, his own system. But um, I wanted to, to come on your show and just basically say any of those guys that um, you want to have come out to your school, because I know a ton of schools listen, whether it's, whether it's um, Kamal Shalarouz or Stefan Vaughn or, or Phil Barone or Pat Millich or Mark Coleman or even King Mo, who I broadcasted with down in Florida, he wanted me to book him for some clinics. Reach out to me. That was the first thing I want to say, you know, reach out to me, PM me, Matthew Chick Grand on Facebook, King of Connecticut, King dot of dot on Instagram and PM me and we can coordinate um, a seminar. But the SICS system, it's a submission wrestling based system that I developed with Kamal and it was kinda in conjunction with Eric Paulson because I know I come on your show to promote more of my broadcasting with Bonner and the pro wrestling stuff, but long before that, uh, I was training with Kamal when we were living in Austin, Texas ten eleven years ago, and I was doing my book with eric paulson and, and then I lived in Fullerton for a while and I told Kamal, I said, man, at that time he was WEC. It was before he went into UFC. I said, man, you know, Eric's got it down. His, his style is very similar to yours you know, with, with combat submission wrestling. But he's got it down as far as, at that time, Eric was going every weekend to a different school. He had schools certified all over the country, all over the world. And we developed SICS as a similar system. Submission Wrestling Beast fighting system, and it's a system that really is geared towards wrestlers but it doesn't have to be limited to wrestlers a lot of wrestlers go into grappling they go into mma and they start to lose some of their fundamentals whether it be their cradles which are cradles are so great in mma you can hold a cradle and drive in knees you know can transition from a cradle to a lot of subs like head and arm chokes and stuff leg riding is so is so effective the fundamentals of, of wrestling and apply them to grappling and to MMA. And that's really what the SICS is. We have a coach curriculum that we developed many years ago. And, you know, I got in more into the, in the broadcasting and then doing my show, King's Court. And I kind of forgot, you know, how much I love coaching. Then uh, Coach Perkel from Carolina Combat Academy who also coaches Emerald High School. Um, he um, had me out to do some clinics this year and I've, I started to remember how much I loved coaching because I used to coach a fight team here in South Carolina for years and I really, Kamal contacted me about Derek Sierra, who he's he's known for a long time. Derek, Derek's great, man. He's, he's, I've been watching some of his highlights, and he's he's really good um, boxer and grappler. And Kamal, I trained with him for a long time, and Kamal said, you know, I want us to certify Derek as a coach, and I want you to go down there and meet his guys and do a clinic. So that's what I'm going to do um, this coming Saturday, so this Saturday. April 28th. Yeah, it's called precision fight sports it is you know, just outside of Jacksonville Florida yeah, I mentioned uh, I mentioned baroni my aunt Cecilia is down there my uncle just passed away uh, actually lives down lives down there um, as well and that in that area of um, st. Mary's Georgia so it's right outside Jacksonville it's like exit one off of 95 uh, gonna go down there and do a clinic with coach Sierra hopefully you um, know, Hopefully um, we'll get a good crowd. He's already got his students coming, and really looking forward to that. And then Kamal is going to come back over the summer with me and uh, do a clinic down there as well. And,
1: and that's for so, listeners who don't realize that that's a, a former UFC fighter.
4: Yeah, Kamal is, Kamal is the captain of the British Olympic team for freestyle wrestling, and then I knew him when he first came here. We were together at the CTC, which is a military fighting system school in Austin, and uh, he was fighting for WEC then. He was undefeated in WEC. I was managing him. He got him into UFC, went into UFC, um, and uh, had a few fights in UFC. Then he went to one fighting championship, had a nice undefeated run, and then competed against Shinya Aoki for the, for the title there. Uh, so he's had a very long and storied career in grappling as well in Abu Dhabi um, as well um, as the mixed martial arts. Um, so it's, so it's kind of, we, we name it on him. You know, I created it with, with Kamal and with John Shattuck. Um, uh, but we, we give it to Kamal's name. It's Shalarous Integrated Combat System, SICS, and submission wrestling based system. And that's going to be an SICS clinic. And we still have a number of guys, um, who compete under that clinic under that banner from schools we've certified scott dance the dirty dancer who's a phenomenal grappler a fight to win champion fight to win grappling champion metamorist champion uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt as well he's one of our certified coaches um, we also have Rustam is magalov who was a um a uh, member of the national team in wrestling for um, over for russia for bulgaria and uh, he's certified as well now so uh, we've got some got some killers that are certified coaches that are out there with SICS. And as I you know, as I get older and I get away from the the mat and the coaching aspect, more in the broadcasting, we don't want to forget the SICS. So we've got these coaches that are going to carry on the legacy of it. And as Kamal gets older as well, you know, he's he's more in construction now. Although he did, he is a partner in District Martial Arts, a new gym that um, he opened with Scott Dance up in Arlington, Virginia. As well, which is an SICS gym as well. So um, yeah, so we've got guys that are carrying on the legacy um, as as Kamal and I uh, created that that uh, template many many years ago.
1: All right, uh, Matthew Granahan, anything else? Anything else you got coming up?
4: Well, um, yeah, I I, I want to promote uh, a couple of other things that are going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, of course uh if you saw my tag team partners, Amp Dominic now, the damsel's delight. I'm obviously not in full on character mode today, it's talking more more serious matters, but the damsel's delight. Oh, no, no, no. We you're you're are, still
1: you're still as self-promoting as, as you've always been.
4: As always, that's what you gotta do. You gotta A B P always be promoting. That's my that's my motto. Well, Amp and I we're gonna be taking on the legends. Coming up here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, and uh, gentleman Chuck sloan who I've known for a long time, he was uh, has also uh, done a lot in the world of MMA and used to corner guys with me. Um, he's he's also a veteran in the pro wrestling ring. He's got a young grappler that is his tag team partner, and they're going around calling themselves the Legends. Chuck's taking this kid under his wing, and Andy and I are. Making tag teaming sexy again, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna end up facing them in Spartanburg. I just need to get my pro wrestling license here in South Carolina for the year, and we're gonna go and we're gonna wipe the mat with the legends.
1: Okay, I me mean, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, what What's your opinion on the state of professional wrestling today?
4: You know, it's funny because people ask me that with WWE, and I don't really watch it. I have a lot more fun. I'm so old school when it comes to pro wrestling, man. I had so much more fun doing it myself and developing, like we did with this damsel's delight, the mu, the theme music, developing my own characters, than I do actually sitting there and watching it, you know, and helping other indie guys, you know, with their interviews and their characters, because I've always been a big promo guy. But when it comes to WWE, man, I honestly I don't I don't watch it. I don't keep up with it at all.
1: Well, you know, I think that's that's kind of narcissistic of you, Granahan. You know, you 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 got you, you love promoting Very your true. own shit, but you know you don't want to watch anyone else's.
4: Yeah, I mean people ask me who's your favorite pro wrestler. And it's I always yourself, say, right? It's yourself. You know, King of Connecticut.
1: King Absolutely. Of Connecticut. I, I I would expect nothing less.
4: <laughs> it just shows that I have impeccable taste, Matt Freeman.
1: Well, hey um, uh you know, we've had a good show. i wanna thank you for joining us and check out everyone check out the clinic um get some great wrestling uh good shit down there and uh good luck, good luck on the on the ho- get good luck in your hockey fight, I think you're gonna get murdered. I think you're. Crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be
4: brutal. I think you're crazy. It's gonna be a tough day. I think you're <laughs> fucking
1: crazy for doing this. I, I, there's no way you could win this. Um, you're. you're, you're this, I don't. Is, I honestly
4: don't know this, if I can keep myself is, on my this,
1: feet, oh, This is worse than Conor McGregor stepping in against Floyd Mayweather. You have no hockey skating skills. This guy is gonna kill you. So, um, anybody that is a friend of Matt Granahan, you might want to uh, say goodbye before this happens.
4: It's going gonna, it's gonna to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. And I know a lot of people out there that love to hate me. So all you people that love to hate me, you definitely want to kind of come on uh, May 13th to Charlotte. And pers- again, Precision Fight Sports, April 28th, this Saturday at noon in St. Mary's, Georgia. All right, brother. Thanks, Mr. Freeman. Have a great weekend. Later. Bye-bye.
1: There you have it. That was uh, Matt Granahan. Uh, he manages several fighters. He's a uh... He was managing Phil Baroni before I took over the uh, official duties. Professional wrestler, um, good collegiate wrestler. Uh, you know, um, so, sometimes he he uh, self promotes a lot, and he's very egotistical. But he did a favor for me, so I had to um, let him come on the show. Normally, I would have hung up on him about five minutes. Five minutes into the deal, but um, I promised him that I wouldn't, based on a personal favor he did for me. So I apologize to all the people who hate Matt Granahan. But I really would, I really would encourage you to tune into this um, little ice skating fight. He's gonna get worked. He's absolutely gonna get murdered. Um, you know, I want to uh, thank everyone for listening to the show. Tim had to step out, so now I'm rocking it solo. Thanks to all the people that have been uh, supporting me in my uh, professional wrestling endeavor. I've gotten a lot of questions about it, and you know what I'm doing and a lot of people are stoked. There's there's also haters out there. I, you know, I don't really give a I don't really give a fuck about the haters. Um, I just do what I want to do. Um, but you know, basically, you know, most of the fans who listen to the show, who listen to the show, uh, who, for a long time, long time listeners know about about a year, a little longer than a year. I I, I got divorced. I went through a divorce, and you know, you're sitting there, um, you. You're living your life, and you're slowing down, and and you're being, you're doing the family thing, and you got the house, and you got the kids, and you got the job, and you're and you're little, doing a little bit of training, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but no passion in things that, that I used to have passion in, and you know you're you're putting on weight, you're watching a lot of TV, you're you're eating a lot, you're drinking a lot, you're having a lot of seconds, you're getting a lot of desserts, and then um, one day, you know, you're the the, the lady that spending your your life with um she looks at you and she's like i don't love you anymore you're not the guy that i married and it's like yeah you're not the guy that you that got married because you're different you turned into something else so i'm sitting there right after i was pretty much told you know that you know i don't love you anymore and you know look listen listen we all, we're none of us are saints. We were, we're all guilty of something. There's no relationship where one person uh, is less guilty. Everybody fucked up in this thing. So I'm not pointing fingers. I'm, I'm just kind of telling my story on how this kind of unfolded, you know. And I'm sitting there, a middle-aged, and you know, at that moment, like, like always when all women leave their husbands, the women lose a shit ton of weight. They're getting a shit ton of fucking attention and a shit ton of compliments and i'm sitting here and i'm like fuck i'm 40 i'm fucking balding i'm fucking fat as fuck what the fuck am i gonna do my fucking life is over and you know a lot of guys have i say this because a lot of guys have found themselves in this position in life you know um so you could do one of two things. You could, you could turn tail. You could, you could tuck your dick in, and, and you could run. And um, I thought about, you know, I've seen a lot of friends go through the same exact thing, and they turn to fucking pills. They turn to fucking booze. They turn to fucking alcohol. And I was like, you know, what do you really want to fucking do? You're, for, you're in your 40s. You got a little bit left. If you really bust your ass you really, you know, maybe, maybe get on a, a few, uh, supplements, wink, wink, and start training. What do you, and I thought, you know what? I want to fucking wrestle. I want to fucking wrestle. All my life, I wanted to wrestle. I fought. Wasn't a UFC fighter, but I stepped in the cage. I fought. I've trained with some tough dudes. I've taken my lumps. I've sparred with some tough guys. Sparred with some tough dudes. And, um,. I've done all the other shit I really wanted to do. So this is kind of the last the last thing on the bucket list. So I'm doing this wrestling thing until the motherfucking wheels fall off, until I can't do it anymore. And, you know, I don't give a fuck about what anybody says. I don't give a fuck about the haters. I'm going to go out there, I'm going to train, and I'm going to do my fucking best. And and if anything else, I fucking know. I know the psychology of this shit. I know how to work a crowd. I know how to be a heel, and I know how to get heat, and I have 100% confidence in that. So. Um so thank you for checking out the show check out the uh the check me out on Facebook uh bigmf209 at insidebjj insidebjj matt on Twitter find me on Facebook uh uh you find uh, twf on Facebook check out 209 pro wrestling if you're in the lodi area they get trained under Vinny Massaro. ladies and gentlemen I'm out